celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Tall Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Kia ora and welcome to Tall Poppy Talk. Jay, he has dedicated his life to helping Rangatahi thrive and by getting hands-on in his community. From his first role as a 24-7 youth worker, then as the national director of 24-7, to his role now as founder and CEO director of Itutangata, a movement. He's been fighting tall poppy syndrome for many years, trying to shift the way Kiwis see themselves and others in an effort to reduce suicide rates and see people be all that they can be. Itutangata means stand together. It means you have value, we succeed together, and that others matter. The message Jay and his team have is urgent and every day serves as an opportunity to connect with our community and to support those who are struggling. We need each other. He's the shooter for the New Zealand men's netball team where the Itu Tangata Kapapa is strongly represented. And today we will be talking about some triggering topics such as mental illness and suicide. So please utilize the resources linked in this episode's description or reach out directly if you need support. With all that being said, Jay, welcome. Where are you and how are you today? Kia Wow, that was an introduction. I've never had that before. So um, thank you for having me. So um, yeah, it's exciting to be here. I am currently in Ōtatahi, Christchurch. Um, this is my hometown uh, and it's exciting to be here today. Thank you so much. And I know just before we started, you did tell me there's a lot happening, so I'll get straight into it. But in order to do so, I really think we need to go back to the beginning, so to speak. You've mentioned during your time in the UK, far from New Zealand, when you were sharing the scary statistics about New Zealand suicide rates being like double that of the international average and the well-being of our rangatahi, so for our non-Kiwi listeners, that's our children and our communities, we're just ridden with this anxiety, isolation, and you asked yourself what's happening in our nation. Could you please share how Itutangata was born and the core values of its foundation? Yeah, when I was on in the UK with my family, um, people asked that question. So hang on, this doesn't add up. You guys live on the other side of the world, uh, three hours flight from anyone. This was in 2018. Um, and they said to me, I said, hang on, you're the most beautiful part of the world. Like, it's gorgeous. It's Hobbiton. Um, but you are killing yourselves faster than anyone else. And I had to sit with that, those questions for three months when I was overseas and thought, mate, this is, this is bad. Like, we've become so desensitized to the stats of our suicide rate that actually um, <clears throat> it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, you lost a friend to suicide this week. Oh, yeah. And we just, it's become normal, even for me, a youth worker. And so um, it made me pivot in my job. I was uh, the national director for 24-7 youth work. Uh, and I couldn't unsee what I had seen. Um, and I saw, I thought we need to put a, a limelight on the elephant in the room. And that elephant was this thing called tall poppy syndrome because um, we're throwing everything at the tree. And, you know, you've got programs addressing depression, anxiety, self-harm, suicide. But um, I hadn't seen someone actually go, there's a thing that lingers in our culture. Uh, it's a big part of our culture. We've named it. 
we've shamed it so bad. People leave the country because of it. Um, but we've never gone, so why is that part of our culture? Why have we allowed this thing called tall poppy syndrome to fester in our waters? And tall poppy syndrome, to summed up, because it's a name we've heard, maybe you haven't heard. So tall poppy syndrome is your success is a threat to mine. <clears throat> I wish you well, but not too well. And if I was to go into workplaces or staff rooms, I ask staff to rate themselves out of 10. 10 being I'm amazing, zero being I'm average. And in New Zealand, you have to think that you're a six or seven out of 10. And when I say um, in a staff room, who here thinks that they are eight or nine or even 10, one or two hands go up. And then the laughter begins in the room. So that laughter is telling those people, no, 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 don't think that you're better than us. And so I, I name that and say, where did that laughter come from? Because that laughter is your culture trying to tell them, no, that's not how we think. And then they sit there with this, yeah, where did that come from? Um, and it's quite challenging because then I ask the question, how many of you would love to put your hand up but knew that you would get laughed at? And then more hands go up. And so there's this, there's this, we are have been born into a into a into a like an environment which has been passed down from generation to generation, which has basically said, don't think that you're better than the person next to you which is which is it's good in a sense but also if anyone is trying to be the best version of themselves or trying their hardest in education or sports we call them a try hard and I'm like and Chris Parker the comedian he opened my eyes to this because he, he raised this and he said to me dude Jay wouldn't you want you know you're flying to Auckland later on today wouldn't you want your pilot to have tried hard <laughs> Wouldn't you want, I've had heart surgery, wouldn't I want my surgeon to have tried hard in their in education and in their prep to surgery and in the job they do? And I was like, yeah. So he said, so why is it that we are calling people tryhards? Because isn't that actually a good thing to be the best version of you you can be? And that was like another aha moment for me because I'm like, yeah. We have heard again and again and again from people from all walks of life who have dreams, who have aspirations, who have crazy ideas, and they just get poo-pooed because friends and family around them are unaware that they are passively, aggressively pulling them down to go, no, 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 no. Don't dream that big. Don't think you can have that sort of aspirations because um, that's not how we do it in New Zealand. And so tall poppy syndrome summed up is I cut you down to make myself feel better. I, you think about it, I, cutting you down doesn't make me any taller. Like I'm six foot eight, right? So cutting you down, I'm still six foot eight. So passively, aggressively, we're all walking around cutting each other down to give ourselves an ego boost. We'll give ourselves a, all right, I feel good now. But then we're all doing it to each other. And I think we need to call it a truce because... There's too many people hurting from this. Like, let's call a truce and go, hey, let's put a spotlight on the elephant in the room and go, do you know that we're doing this to each other? And everyone's like, no, I didn't realize. This is this is not anyone's fault, right? This has been, it come from our parents and come from their parents. And it came from um, when we missionaries came and, and you know, in the 1830s, 1820s and set up New Zealand with the um, out, 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 out Tangata Whenua, 
there was a desire to not have the class system of England and then have the humility of the tangata whenua and mash that together. You've got this egalitarian society, which means everyone's equal, but you've got to do that with humility. And humility is a good thing. But cutting someone else down is not humility. That's called bullying. And then we wonder why we have a sorcerer issue. We wonder why we have, it's double that. I'm like, I know now what's causing this. We've all bought into a lie that said, how dare you dream or try hard? And if you do, we're going to knock you down. Why, what? That just, that, what's the point? Like, right? So you got so many teenagers who, who have aspirations to go, well, what's the point? Because my friends, and it's those closest to you who do it, your friends, your family, your girlfriend, boyfriend, partner, their job is to keep you humble by knocking you down. And then you get up again, and as long as you don't think you're better than us, um, then that's kapai. So, so what etu tangata is trying to do is, is etu means to stand, tangata is people, is that, um, so that means stand together. So rather than cutting you down to make myself feel taller, let's, the tide lifts all boats. So let's create a culture in New Zealand that actually goes, actually, we're stronger together. And if you've got ideas and visions, I'll back you. And you're better for it, and I'm better for it, because if your dream comes to fruition, we're all better for it. Um, and if I've got ideas, you go, oh, go you, Jay, and you get in behind it. You're better for it, I'm better for it. So we need to see that actually, this is well, we're not a threat to each other. We're actually stronger together, we're better together. Um, and so ear to tangata is literally, and that's why I fell up over my head. We're trying to, I get emotional about it because we need to do it now. We need to shift the culture of New Zealand. It has to happen. And we've got nothing to lose by trying to do something. Because what we've done in the past is not working. Our stats are not getting better. Um, and I love the I Am Hope guys, all those awesome mahis that John Kirwan doing and um, you know, but we're sending these guys out from counseling back into a world that's going to crush them again. And then we send them back to counseling. And so to help the I am hope guys and all those other people doing good mahi, let's address the culture over here so that when they come out of counseling or come out of their um, support networks, that they're not going to get shat on by the rest of us who didn't realize that we are doing it. So there's a summary of what, when you ask, how am I? I'm, I'm excited um I'm, it's a word in season people are getting on board um we don't charge for this thing so i've got a problem where a new charity first of april um this year uh we give it we give this away at the moment because if you're going to shift culture don't create any barriers for people to engage with the videos and the resources and the contents and so that's been a personal personal thing for me and now there's a, a cross to carry now because i've got to fund this thing but people are getting on board with that and going, oh, okay, well, how can I help? And so, you know, we've got people who regularly give monthly. Now I'm not trying to, this is not a trying to raise money for the cause, but that question comes up. Like you can't, you can't give it away for free, right? <laughs> and then survives the charity. So yeah, big question. Sorry, I went, all, <laughs> I went no, a bit crazy there. <laughs> of course, thank you. Big question, big answer. And firstly, just thank you. Like I, I'm feeling myself getting emotional because seeing you like I I'm thinking about the isolation and the struggle 
that you've had and there are this good mahi coming there are people pushing but your point there's a sense of isolation for the person who finally gets into counseling oh they build themselves up they're feeling good and then they go back out and they're crushed right so for you to literally shift a culture and that's what you're trying to do I'm hopeful that you're you're getting support and like you said there's there's some pillars sprouting up but it's a very exhausting and I don't say that in a negative way but it's just a factual like exhausting movement I bet you're on so thank you for pushing through and everyone who's doing it with you with Itutangata and all the work you've done because I am hopeful it is turning a tide and like you said I really like that phrase that the a tide lifts all boats um yeah and I think for me with this podcast what I'm hoping to achieve is like people who are tall poppies to your point tryhards could almost be another word for them going hey actually like that's really wicked what are you doing can you tell me about it because it's almost like they're putting their hands up to say I'm a nine there's been a lot of people yeah. who I've said can I interview you and they go oh, I don't want to sound like I'm I'm backing myself that much so what do you think it would take for not just someone to say I'm a nine but someone to put their hand up and say I'm a nine and for the people around them to be like oh awesome so what you're asking what would it take for that yeah <clears throat> I, I think it would take 10 percent of the population to grasp the mindset um of Tangata, which I'll talk about what that is yeah. um that's all we need is in, in, a, in a setting if, if we're in a, we're in a hui and there's 10 of us in the room and someone put someone down currently we don't have language around that yeah if you take the piss or like you just have a go at someone everyone's just like ah okay and we laugh about it or you know you know someone gets you know an award for best salesman of the of the or woman of the of the month right and i saw this happen in a business meeting i'm about to give my pitch to this business and they and someone gets it and then there's this mocking of this person you know that they've just received this and then and i got up and i did my talk and i was like that the way that, that woman was treated and you know and, and they're, they're in the room right i'm going that's new zealand culture because you know they've just won something and then everyone takes a piss out of them to keep them humble and I said, so what we need is someone to say, hey, etu tangata, we don't do that here. So so at a, at a high level, it's just language. There's no programs. There's no there's no videos to have to do. If you just get this at a level of, when I see someone putting someone else down, I call it out now and use the word etu tangata. So etu, um, for those who are listening, ear is the, think of the ear on your head and two is number two, so etu. And tongue is like tongue, in your mouth, tongue, and then ata. So it's we're having to teach people how to say. Most people know ear too because they learned it at school. Some people don't. Tangata is a harder one to get because it's tongue ata. Um, but we want people to <clears throat> rather than saying oh here kaha, which we've all learned, be strong, be tough. You know, actually etu tangata, you're better than that. So rather than saying to the person, oh stop being a that's that, you're being mean, and there's all this defensiveness going around. Um, just use that language, and so. I had an example of it in the staff room. Uh, one staff member wanted to apply for a job. And then she said in front of some other staff members, oh, I'm not good enough for that job. And then they said, e tu tangata, yes, you can. And then she had to change her mindset and go, actually, I'm putting myself down here. I'm going to do this and go for it. 
Um, and so she, they, they feed back to me, this is not only happening in schools, but the staff room is really, as adults, like we need to hear this as well because we are conditioned to think less of ourselves um, than we actually should be. I love that. And how does it make you feel getting feedback where someone said, hey, I saw this in action, like the etu tangata, back yourself, not even the, hey, like, sorry, the first example you said, right, is like seeing the opposite of it, where someone's suffering from that tall poppy, like of people chopping them down. And that etu tangata can be a really tangible intervention. Like, yo, etu tangata, I can see that. Um, yes. Whereas the second one's like internal, back yourself, stand together and know that yes. those people around you are bringing you up. I think that that's, it's powerful. It is. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty crazy to watch it capture like wildfire because um, when I sat down with locks, I've had like hundreds of people speak into this co-papa. So in some ways, Nikki and my, my wife and I started this movement with an idea and then you bring people on board and then they add their thoughts. You're like, that's genius, that's genius. And then as it grows, um, it's not yours anymore because I've literally, I could say there'd be thousands of people who have spoken into this, like, like Chris Parker with TryHard and, and you know, we've got professors from University of Canterbury. And, and, and so it's weird seeing it now going into like over 100 schools and, and you know, going into spaces and places, and people, you know, we sold ten thousand dollars worth of merch last month. Um, you know, like and seeing the merch going out, and then going, people are wearing this thing, but that logo was designed by a genius, um, award-winning, you know, logo designer, uh, and that's his part to play. And people are, like, I want to wear that because um, I couldn't have done that, right? So this is not me trying to play down my achievements, but it is still buzzy seeing schools with massive banners that say stand together and you're seeing uh, people you know ringing me going I want to see you know big billboards and big you know I'm like what the heck is happening here so um, it is buzzy um, but uh, it's the thing the thing that got me to begin with was that the co-papa work the framework which is based around three strands which i'll come to soon that worked and that was my like as you can see I, i'm a, a league with a heart and so that was like okay it works and then from that point on i was like okay now we just have to let it go but we've had to pull it back a little bit because um it was going so fast that we had to go oh, so, so sorry sorry businesses if you're hearing this we're 12 months away from being able to do something within the business space because we've had to go. There's currently, you know, three to 400 schools that are starting to engage and we've got a, we've got a hundred at the moment, but it's going to grow. How do we grow? Well, sports clubs are coming on board. Um, <clears throat> Barno are going crazy. We've got the Kura Kaupapa bringing all them together at a hui uh, in the next six months. And so we've got a lot on. Um, so, but again, I'm thankful for the, we've got the best of the best who are just going, hey, Jay, we know what your strengths are, we know what your weaknesses are. <laughs> and then they've all wrapped around and, and have joined in on that and I'm um, going, kapai, I'll do my part, which is the big heart um, and the vision and the uh, find the finances and then other people play their part. And so our little team of Nikki and I, my wife started this thing and now we have a team of 12 um, and lots of, um, lots of things going on in different spaces and places. But yeah it is weird it is weird and i think um another five years time people more people know about it which is weird again it's a wonderful thing that 
you're seeing it you were there from the inception you are the inception you and Nikki and uh, yeah buzzies I think a perfect word to describe it because it's grown beyond your power and I love to hear that almost that quality assurance of hey like we want to do this right so yes we want to get it into businesses we want to get it all over the show but keeping yes. keeping that foundation, and I, I love that, and I know we'll talk about it, of communicating why and what the pillars of it are so that it can grow beautifully, especially as the momentum continues. You're not going to be able to have a grasp on all of it, so you've got to trust that as it expands, all of it expands, and it doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't lose any of that shine and that heart that you so strongly give it it's infectious like I'm smiling I'm like let's go and I listened to uh, back in 2021 you were on the down to earth conversations you uh, you did an interview there and it's a tongue that I was in its infancy at that point almost yeah. it, it was and it was crazy for me to listen back I was like wow the momentum that's happened the growth that's happened since then and it's been making waves throughout New Zealand and positively impacting those who truly engage with the movement. Better before bigger. Yes. That's what you said. And that's what you <laughs> repeated now. Um, how important is it or has it been there for notable Kiwis such as Sir Steve Hansen to support the movement? I, Before I get your answer, please, I, I think about it like there's this stoic sporting masculinity landscape that is going to be a big like rock that needs to be shifted so yeah how important is it for notable kiwis to be supporting the movement yeah it's it's been very helpful for us um poor steve hansen like sat next to me on a plane and i as i was he was on the plane first and i realized that i was sitting next to him so i got a business card out of my wallet, put it in my top. He was very concentrating. And then I uh, sat next to him and ignored him for the first 40 minutes. And then like, oh, hi, you know, and started chatting. And he's like, bam, out comes the business card. Um, so we, we've become quite close friends. Um, I'd say BFFs, but he wouldn't say that. But um, uh, those sort of people, and putting aside his um, celebrity status, right, Put it, um, anyone who wants to be a tall poppy, um, sharing your ideas and writing it down for other people to critique and speak into is critical for any of your dreams to come into fruition. And so that's what I was, because you're putting your baby in front of these people, right? And going, here's a concept. It was a concept and you're optimistic. And then you're allowing them to go, okay. Um, and Steve, he just saw the power and the simplicity of the kaupapa. And he just said, son, how can I get behind you? And so I spent the next nine months um, using his name a lot, like a lot, a lot, um, you know, to get myself, you know, using his mana for our mana and people, oh, Steve Hansen. It got to the point where um, I cracked up because um, I was like, I think I'm using it a bit too much now. And I haven't heard from him in about six months. I need to go back to him and see if he's okay with me still doing this, right? Because I, so I texted him and said, if you want out, that's fine. But I've been using your name a lot. And he's like, nah, Jay, come to my house and let's do some videos. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so that was a crazy thing to go to his house and he spoke about it. And and uh, and then he opened up some doors. So now we anytime I meet with anyone, 
um, or the Coro Lounge is a weird place because that's where I meet lots of people. So like a couple of weeks ago, I was I was in the Coro Lounge and Gary Steed, the Black Caps coach, sits down. And uh, I'm like, hi, I'm Jay. He's like, who the heck is this guy? And then so I just start doing my pitch. And then we're in tears, you know, for 20 minutes about the state of the nation. And then we're filming him next month now because he's like, all right, son, what do you need? And so who else do you need? And and it just, it just it's a word in season. So, you know, we've now got about 50 ambassadors, uh, which we haven't released them all yet. Some videos we're capturing and we're going to start really going to town in the next six months. Um, but it's literally been one conversation to the next to the next to the next but i have needed those names to help leverage some of the mana in particular the netball space having noling and jane watson and karen Berger on board in the rugby space scott robinson you know joe smith all these people add to the mana with sports new zealand new zealand sports and all those sort of spaces and places but our dream is to have all 10 sports there's this five five major sports in 10 having the three strand conversation or having each person from a sport so rugby you have your three conversations and then we want to have men and women so you want to have maybe six in that space speaking to that so for cricket for example um we're going to fly back to Wellington to get Amelia Kerr and Jess Kerr and we're going to get um um a few other names I can't say quite yet but there's a few others that we're going to get just to get the mixture of um diversity not just um men not just women um and that's why um yeah it's been intriguing to sit in a room and, and glean from these people and and actually realize that this impacts on all of us right like not one person listening to this podcast is not affected by this and if you are talk to me because i'd love to know how you have been resilient enough to get through this without feeling less about yourself because i discovered that we are all insecure as kiwis because we've all been ripped down and, and pulled apart. Um, and so, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Thank you. And I imagine, did you, were you in the beginning surprised at how willing people were to get involved? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I was very surprised. <clears throat> and now I have to remind myself to be available to other people too. Yeah. Because, you know, these people open themselves up to your home and they let you, you know. <clears throat> and so when you get requests to do podcasts, you get requests to do things, you have to remember that you too were that person. Yeah. And you, I'm still that guy, right? And so um, you've got to, it's all we succeed together. And so I think that we all need to play our part. But um, yeah, it, it is still it is still weird. And um, yeah. It's, I can't get my head around how, how it's happened, but it has happened. Um, and I even said to my wife, did you ever imagine that we would have a clothing label that would, you know, be producing at 10 grand a month of stuff? Like that was never our intention. But <clears throat> it came from wanting to change the culture and that led to people wanting to wear the gears. So, yes. And thank you again. I keep saying thank you because I just feel it. Um, Jay, as soon as I reached out, he's like, yep. And I've been, eager and keen to get to talk to you because I know you've just been chock-a-block understandably from everything you've said but no hesitation was yeah I want to hear more about it let's have a call it or let's let's do this and so I you embody that sense of we succeed together and that's a question I had was New Zealand is this huge sport country you love it I love it most people love to participate or watch it and 
a lot of that's honed in on competitive success. So I had a question about the we succeed together. How does that also uh, like peer with competitive sports? Um, <clears throat> so I, I played golf shoot and netball, right? <clears throat> and I know the fact that the ball comes to me in a platter. So I'm six for that. I don't have to do a whole lot for that ball to, you know, to get gets to me. Yes, I'll shoot 100% or 98% because I'm six for eight. I'm so close to the hoop. So in a netball sense, everyone needs to play their part from even from at the hotel, from the people who are hosting the rooms to who feed you in the morning to, you know, get the vans booked to ensure that, you, that, that the courts are ready for you. To, you know, like, and then you think about if it's been televised or the two days earlier, the cable get, get laid and all the screens go up and... Um, for an event to happen, any event really, it has to be collaboration. And I think in, in sports, um, pushing you, pushing me, pushing you to be the best you can be in sports only pushes me to be the best that I can be. And I've seen so many, I think this is changing in New Zealand sports where the New Zealand hockey team, for example, the two, the two goalies get half a game each. And I'm thinking, oh, that's not very fair because if you're the best, then you want to be out there the whole game. <clears throat> but his reflection or the, the, um, the, the feedback was actually it's a really good thing because you know you've got half a game and you push yourself in it to give your best in half game. But the other guy in training, you're pushing him because you know that you need him to succeed um, to be successful too. And I was like, my, my mind was blowing because I'm like, actually... If it was just the number one, then it all becomes about one person. But if it's like, we're going to do this together, then actually you both get stronger together because you're pushing each other for that. And, and there may come a time when you need just one ears for the whole game. But he said, when that does happen, you'll know that he's best prepared for this that situation. And I was like, my mind was blowing because uh, in sports, uh, it's pretty you know ruthless in the sense of... Um, you've got to perform right your your pay is based around your performance and and i think that um that's what the steve hansen culture changed around when you come into a team um you're no better or less because you've been there for 100 caps you came in as an equal and you came in and we shared notes and we everyone you know went from the youngest used to be able to like do all the bags and clean the boots and actually no no we all you know no one's big, better than the team or bigger than the team so this culture of actually we succeed together is, is starting to infiltrate sports. Um, but it's something as Kiwis we need to become better at doing. And, and those who don't deserve it, who are new to your office or new to your space, actually, we need to look out for them. They don't have to serve you. We all serve each other. Yeah. And that mm -hmm. ties back to even what you just said before about those people who are willing, like Steve Hansen, to get involved. The, the concept, like how you're supporting me, we all begin somewhere um that's yes. incredible the goalie idea and as you said it you probably saw I was like that makes perfect sense like yes. I, I I see the logic behind that because you don't want your first string person to go and then you have your second person's miles behind no you want to build each other up so ultimately and then whoever does you know if there's a final and you do just want one person in that one person you know it deserves it because uh you know is in the right position i i think that that's really cool actually i didn't know that so very interesting yeah. 
And it's interesting in rugby because we know the World Cup when Dan Carter went down, you know, and then Colin Slade went down, and Aaron Cruden went down, and then um, and then uh, what's his name? Um, Beaver. That, um, Something Beaver. 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 Yeah, yeah. The Beaver steps up and he kicks that goal right, and it's you know the, the, the rugby top's a bit small, and but it was the thing around. He was good enough for that role, and he was a fourth string kicker, but he nailed that kick, and um, I love that story. Because um, it just shows you that actually we it's not all based around our person. And at some point, we all have to play our part. And that's a part I probably um, struggle with is that some people get more limelight than others. <clears throat> but actually, as someone who's a leader, I'm quick to affirm my team because genuinely, and I'm not blowing smoke, I know that I could not do this without them. I, I could not do education or sports, even that alone, without my team. Um, and so we just have to, as leaders, as we um, stand out as tall poppies, to be quick to go, actually, I'm standing on the shoulders of others, or um, I've got here through heaps of people speaking into this vision or this idea or this business. Um, and that's that's humility in a sense of just thinking less of yourself, but actually thinking of others more. And that's the balance. And if we're all doing that, then that's really a healthy culture to be part of. Man, yeah, I, I, um, I'm a little lost for words on that one because you're right. It's if everyone starts to feed into it and follow the momentum you and other people are bringing, it will just really shift that narrative. And again, I go back to that thinking of it's like there's this huge rock. That's how I visualize it. And you're like rocking the rock. And if more people get behind it, we're going to like, oh, like get yeah. out of here. Far out. Um, yeah. And communities, right? My next question is asking about, obviously, COVID-19, natural disasters, poverty. There's so many things that can dismantle our community. So how do we support our rangataki and each other? You've mentioned too, like it's not just children, it's adults. When our communities are so physically and socially disconnected, like um, as as a family, and we live in a part of um, and Christchurch, just out of Rolleston, where twenty five percent of the population's uh, under the age of twelve. Like it's like five thousand young people, little kids, Tamariki and Langatahi running around uh, out there. Um, <clears throat> so. We, we've found that as busy lives happen, um, it's easy to make a decision based on the way you're feeling that day. So example is um, I've got a friend's coming for dinner tonight that I haven't seen in a while. And you may choose to, nah, let's, let's not make that happen tonight. Because on the day you're feeling you're, you're, that you just can't even bother or, or reach out to that person, but I'm, I'll do it tomorrow. I think as we get busier and more tired, we have to be intentional about um, not building higher fences in our communities, but building longer tables and a sense of that we have to actually, Nikki and I bought a table that holds 14 people around it because it was an intentional decision to go, we want to have our family of five plus another family of six or seven to be able to sit around here and the craziness of all the food and we've, that table is filled every week will be filled with 14 people, not every night, but at a regular basis. And uh, yesterday we had 14 at a hui at our house all day. And someone said, oh, I love that you guys, the story behind the table and why you bought the table. So they knew 
our intention about that. So the, my point is, is that as communities, we have to be looking out for others and putting ourselves out because as I stop and chat to people, we're all in this rat race competing against each other. And, and Simon Sinek will say, in an infinite game, but we think it's finite in a sense of who may, who says that success? Who says that what you're doing is successful? Who says this many listeners on a podcast are successful or this much you know, money coming into a charity is success? Like, it's all just made up. Um, and so success is what you want it to be in a sense, but we're living in this um, infinite game, um, but we have this finite mentality, like if I get to this point, then I've won. And it's like, that's not winning. So stopping what you're doing and going, if I get to 90, look back at my life and go, was I successful with the time I had? I can nearly guarantee you, you'd live your life differently. You think about that. You get to 19 and go, what am I doing? What are doing at 40 trying to get a million dollars or trying to get this, this, and this? Because that wasn't success. Success is actually raising our tamariki. It's raising our rangatahi, supporting them. And so as we do this, we have to recognize that our motivation um, is often we're, we're climbing the ladder on the wrong wall and we have to change the way that we do things. And, and I think our neighbors and those around us are, are a beautiful way of, of shifting that because you should have your neighbors over for dinner. You should be able to have, you know, on Sunday, we had 14, 11, 12 and 13 year olds playing basketball at our house. Um, and I wasn't there refereeing. I was like, you guys play your own game, but you, you can come anytime and play in a basketball hoop. And I said to my wife, took a photo. I said, this is so good. I love this. Um, a, I wasn't able to umpire, but also because they were all humming and, and they had a safe place for them to come to. And I was like, oh, that's a win for me. Um, more than um, trying to be on a big salary job. You know, that's my my personal thing, right? That you can still do that. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, just be aware of your feelings and are you making decisions based on the feelings of the day rather than being intentional with actually, I need to see that person. I need to text that person. I need to say thank you. I need to celebrate that more. Our feelings dictate way too much of our lives, I believe. Yes, and you just triggered a memory for me, right? I'm thinking of childhood successful childhood so to speak but with my neighbors we would play capture the flag and I lived fortunately in an area where there wasn't a lot of cars necessarily getting in the way so we'd meet up at my friend's house and we'd play capture the flag for hours for hours and it was just because she had the best backyard right and that's why the neighbors oh. would come there or like you know if someone has a pool right everyone's going there in the summer so I'm imagining your kitchen table or the basketball it's like those are some of the most fun things I'm thinking of is I'm sure my parents think that's a very successful childhood that we could just go run around and play. It's like, all right, well, you know what time to be back. Um, those pre-phone. So <laughs> you know what time to be back. Um, I love that. And in terms of success, like I want to share with you that for this podcast, for me, it's ideally my parents and my sister definitely listen. I know they do. Thank you. But it's the conversations I have with each person and, immense gratitude and I still get very surprised and it's buzzy as you say that people are willing to share their time with me that's that's the success of it and being able to feel like hopefully someone else is also going to feel like 
they've been a part of our korero right now. They've, they've heard Jay and they're like, oh, awesome. And what's the Setu Tangata he's talking about? And maybe that takes a conversation home. And then that's that conversation yes. at home. Like I was interviewing Grace Prendikar. She's an Olympian, right? And she's talking about, you know, how she was combating nerves before an Olympic final. I'm hopeful someone listens to that and they're like, oh, that's what she yeah. does. And they they create that conversation at home. It's about more dialogue in general. Um, and I love, I want to ask you, and I, I'm wondering what you'll say here is like in this theme of raising each other up. And could you please share with me a compliment you have for yourself? Oh, so a compliment I have for myself. Um, I have, um, oh, see, this is hard, right? Even for myself, <laughs> a compliment for myself is I have a very strong uh, ability to bring people on board, like from a heart level, right? So I lead with my heart. And I, ha I actually, I hate it because I hate, it's a superpower, but I hate it because I'm that six foot eight guy who cries, right? You know, I'm like, oh, that I just don't want to stop doing that. But he, like Steve Hansen's like, nah, that's what we love about you. <laughs> um, and so that's what I'm learning to, you know, actually like that, that's who I am. I can't change that. Um, and so for me, I'm like, actually, I'm I'm proud that I'm I lead with my heart. I'm proud that I can uh genuinely stand there and go, come on, guys, let's do this. Um, yeah, that was something that I, I'm learning to wrestle with, but Again, as living in New Zealand is not, you know, natural to um, think like that. I think also because I'm dyslexic, um, I'm mildly in a sense of I, you know, have people have to read my emails and check my my words and LinkedIn posts and all that stuff gets checked because I miss words out. And so you, you think um, less of yourself because you've got this something that you think you should have, but actually surround yourself with people who can do that. And they go, yeah, we can help with that. You just go find the money. You go share the heart. Um, you do that part well. And then I'm like, okay. Um, and that's been quite a fun journey just to do what only I can do. Yes. Um, yeah, good question. Oh, thank you for answering that. That is a hard question. And I hope if anyone's listening, they play along with themselves and say, yeah, what is a compliment I have for myself? Because, yeah you push this message and that's your that's what you do right and I saw you just hesitate a bit you're like okay Grace uh what all right and I just love that so thank you and what you said about your team and you mentioned it before is like for you it's the heart it's going out there it's having these conversations bringing people in but for someone else they love probably doing the supply chain and doing so they're like thank you jay for doing that part so i can do my part that i'm so good at yeah. and i love that's what the we succeed together is and could you please I, I know we've kind of touched upon it but these three pillars we're talking about yes. can you can you simplify that for me and for those listening yeah. please easy can i just quickly clarify no just that's interesting because i did pause and the reason i paused was because there's two things going on in my mind and we're all having this 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 thinking is the compliment came fast to me what didn't come fast to me was how can I say this in a way that doesn't make me think that I'm a that I look like you know I'm, I'm a yes. tall poppy right so so and then I found myself going no 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 you should be speaking this out and then the voice comes back but you've got to do it in a way so and that's what we're all facing right we all I ask you as well the same question you hesitate because 
you've got to live in this dual world of I need to do this, but not in a way that makes me look better. So that's that that was a fascinating process. So thank you for taking me through that because that that's got, I'm gonna use that one too now. Um, so the three strands of ear to tangata um is based around um first and foremost you. So the first the first strand is you have value because if you value yourself and you know who you are, then actually anyone else around you doing their thing is not a threat anymore. It's only when you have a low self-worth that, that anyone does anything around you that is seen to be competition or succeeding, then you go, oh, I feel stink about myself, so I'm going to knock them down to give myself a boost. So, and Steve Hansen said to me, son, this is the most important one that you have value conversation because as you said, you know, in New Zealand, <clears throat> we're very tough on ourselves and we're very quick to name, I can tell you the stuff I'm not good at, but actually do we know that we have value? Um, and so one of the questions we ask is what reminds you you have value? Uh, and then you watch people squirm. You're like, oh, you know, just as you did to me. Um, so that's the first conversation. The second conversation is around we succeed together. So what does that look like? Because at the moment, we do this thing like a cooperation, which is you opting into this and we're sort of like holding hands, singing Kumbaya. Um, it's low level trust. We need to move from a low level trust to collaboration when you win, I win. When, you know, a win-win. So we actually are stronger together. And I think about even, you know, even this whole, um, this, like, I, I, for life of me, I would not be able to create like wireless internet or even internet. Like that blows my mind. Like chat GPT, there's some smart people out there, right? But the, there's been a collaboration where people are working together <clears throat> to go, oh, well, I, I, that means this and I could do this. And <clears throat> our whole society is built around collaboration. But yet when we work in like close relations with friends, we somehow think collaboration is a bad thing. But actually, it's it's created this village which has beautiful benefits. It has some negatives to it too, right? But also, it's actually collaboration is a good thing. Uh, and so we are better together. We're stronger together. And as Kiwis, I don't think that we do win-wins well. I think we will go, what's your dream? And then I'll poo-poo it. And then it's like a lose-win because you lost and I won because I got a boost. Or we'll do lose-lose because as long as you're not dreaming and you know, and I feel a bit stinky about it afterwards. But we don't do win-win where I say, hey, let me blow wind in your sails and I'd love to be part of this. So there's now people who are part of Ea Tutangata because they thought, oh, go you, mate. Um, and they didn't poo-poo it. I'm sure people have, but I've just gone on. But the people who've gone in behind it um, are now part of something bigger than themselves, bigger than all of us. Um, and so that's an example of the succeed together. And the third strand is around others matter. So if I'm valuable, then actually the person next to you who looks different, sound different from another country, they're valuable too, right? So what happens in, is that there's this, the three strands. And what we notice is that people go, oh yeah, I know that I'm valuable but they also need to know that others are valuable too. And there's people who go, oh, I know others are valuable, but actually they need to know that they are valuable too. And, and it's a continual dance and actually we're stronger together. So if we take two valuable people and put them together and we collaborate, we're actually better than on our own. And so it, it, it's those three strands will always be intertwined and you're always doing the dance. So this morning, uh, a conversation came up um, at the breakfast around a particular student that my my daughter was dealing with, and my my son goes, "Oh, your dad, but remember Elise that she's she's valuable too." 
you know. So, so you don't see the whole world from yourself. Like you know how sometimes you see the whole world from yourself. And my son was just trying to say to her, "What about from her perspective? From her, from where she stands, um, this is what's going on for her." And he's ten, right? And so I'm like, they're using the simple language to help recognize that. Like to, we had a staff meeting around what can we do for breast cancer month because we can, you know, others matter. We want to help them and. And then uh, we do some baking and we'll sell some stuff. And I'm like, this is a great conversation because it's not all about ear to tangata. We need to be thinking of others as well. And so it's been an interesting conversation. And so <clears throat> that's what the kaupapa is about is, is those three strands. And, and at a really simple level, it is language, as I said to you. Then we have videos on the kitty, which you can get through the website uh, for free and you can engage with that. But even from this conversation, you can't unsee now what you've heard. You can't walk away from this and go, this, this will be, I'll forget all this. You can't because because it affects all of us. We've all gone, actually, I need this in my environment because it's not healthy the way people are ripping me out. And I need them to know about each tangata. Well, actually, you need to know about it too, because it's all of us are playing our part. It's not just your friends who have been mean to you at times or your colleagues. You're doing the same to them. So this is a, a powerful message, which is, um, is an impact on all of us, including myself, as you can see. Yes. And I want to emphasize too, like during this conversation, there has been moments of tears. There's been moments of this emotion. And there's also laughter because I think that almost represents what this whole Itutangata is is like there's this very serious thing that's happening but we can still have laughter together and positive conversation is not just one or the other and so I thank you for within this past not even hour you have showcased that and I know we've we've talked about there's awesome merch there's the website it's in schools how can people listening who haven't heard of Itutangata where can they go to learn more about it. So etutangata.nz, um, E-T-U-T-A-N-G-A-T-A.nz. Um, and there's some cool things in there that you can engage with. Like um, the, the there's a song called the Etutangata song, which is one song of the year. So highly likely your your school is singing the song because it's it's gone nuts and, and it's just gone viral. And I don't even know who's singing that. I get told all the time around, I heard this song. I heard this. I heard this. Um, this guy who just came out of prison. He went to a school, and he said to he said to um one of my friends who told me the story. He said I went to the school and said the most weirdest thing was they were honouring my son for something that it wasn't academic. Like he's 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 having a hard time, but they honoured him. And then he said, and then they sang the song about tangata <clears throat> about your value. <laughs> And he said, what the heck is this? He said, that impacted me. And so this guy from prison was crying and telling my mate, he's like, oh, bro, I know Jay. <laughs> and he's just like, wow, this is this is so good. So this is just a, an example of a song being sung, right? And then Andy Dixon, he he wrote the book. Like He interviewed me a few years ago and he just was so inspired. He wrote a book and he wrote the story and I was like, we have to get this published. And now that's a, a bestseller book. I sold over 5,000 copies in the last 12 months. And if anyone's listening to this and goes, I want this in my school, I've got free copies to give you. We, we've got 
you know, we want every single year zero to one class to be have, have one at each class to be reading this book. So we've got resources to give you. Um, there's so sing songs, read the book, watch the videos on the website. Just tell people, <clears throat> get your get your get your um, school on board because we need to work on our tamariki uh, and uh, our rangatahi because that that are future leaders, right? And um, if we can get to them first and change them, actually we can see less people ending their lives because actually they know that they have value. Thank you. I'm going to let that sit there for a moment so people can really absorb it. It's the work you and your team are doing is actually, it's indescribable how much I appreciate it and we appreciate it. And I, I bet you hear it a lot but I don't think you'll ever hear it enough of thank you for everything that you're doing. And I'm so excited. Like I said, that interview is in 2021 that I listened to and here we are in 2023. And it's, I know you've got a lot planned for this year and I'm excited to follow it and to see and to have been able to have a moment of your time to, to talk. And I'm going to do a sign off. And this is going to be such a flip from what we have just been talking about. So I was contemplating, do I even bring it up? But I always ask at the end of my interview with people just to remind us that we are people and we have these little quirks of, if you had to have one meal for the rest of your life, Jay, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what is it going to be? Oh, it'd have to be fish. If it's if it's like if it's one meal, my yep. last meal would have to be ribs. Like I'd love my ribs. I get a Lone Star and I'll get like good yes. ribs. And it has to have enough sauce. And you got to if and, and the traffic light. To, if that, to, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that would be my one meal. But if I had to live off every day, I'd love my grilled fish. I love you know crumbed or you know some good fish. I could live off seafood. Um, that would be me. I'd be stoked. Thank you. So sorry to those vegans. Sorry to the <laughs> vegans out there. Oh, seriously, thank you. Thank you, Jay. I, I appreciate you being on Tall Poppy Talk. I appreciate you talking to me. And I'm just so excited for what's going to happen with Itu Tangata. And I know that this conversation is just going to grow louder and louder. So thank you. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube, and the website. Thanks for today's guest.